Welcome to Freya's Fairy Tales. We believe fairy tales are both stories we enjoyed as children and something that we can achieve ourselves. Each week, we will talk to authors about their favorite fairy tales when they were kids and their adventure to holding their very own fairy tale in their hands. At the end of each episode, we will finish off with a fairy tale or short story read as close to the original author's version as possible. I am your host, Freya Victoria. I'm an audiobook narrator that loves reading fairy tales, novels, and bringing stories to life through narration. I'm also fascinated by talking to authors and learning about their why and how for creating their stories. We have included all of the links for today's author and our show in the show notes. Be sure to check out our website and sign up for our newsletter for the latest on the podcast. Today is part one of two, where we are talking to Tanya Lynn about her novels. Over the next two weeks, you will hear about making your own books about things around your house, being discouraged by your family, researching the way that you'd like to publish your book, learning as you go, having your family read your books, having your friend read your reviews for you, and dealing with imposter syndrome. Branches of Betrayal Hoping for a fresh start, Sophie buys her grandparents' old home. But this farmhouse is holding more than memories, and her choice may not be the only thing that comes back to haunt her. Turning from his past to stand atop his empire alone, Eric searches for the missing piece to unlock his future. The problem is, the walls that hide his answers belong to someone else. Though Sophie and Eric's meeting is innocent enough, will their unexpected chemistry spiral into more? Someone is pulling strings, controlling lives, and lighting the match that will spark broken hearts, unimaginable fear, and immense torment. How far would you go to betray someone? Branches of intimacy. The past came to kill. With twisted family ties came unhinged terror, spreading like wildfire and burning the world as they knew it to the ground. Now, they rise from the ashes, facing fear to become the strongest versions of themselves. Eric, rebuilding his life after the devastating quake of truth, he seeks answers. He works at finding the monster of his past to avenge his present, but his ultimate goal is proving he's worthy of a second chance as he vows to protect his loved one, even if she chooses to turn him away. Sophie, killing her soul and becoming stronger than she's ever been, Sophie works to overcome the damage that was inflicted by others and finds family in a place she never thought possible. She learns who she really is and what she is capable of, but can she reconnect with the man who once set her body on fire and made her believe in love again? So the show is Freya's Fairy Tales, and that is fairy tales in two ways. Fairy tales are something that we either watched or read or had read to us as kids. Um, it's also the journey of spending the weeks, months, years working on your novel to then get to hold that in your hands is also a fairy tale for you. So I like to start off with what was your favorite fairy tale or short story when you were a kid and did that favorite change as you got older? I think my favorite is one. So when I was a kid, I was all about uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Which is not a fairy tale. It is um, not. <laughs> I didn't grow into fairy tales until they were not uh, popular, like as a kid. So like, 
I was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all while I was a little girl. And then uh, they put the the good fairy tales back in the vault because that's what Disney needs yeah. to do. Yeah, and they, then, I think they still do. And then Maybe I not. loved The Little Mermaid. Okay. But it wasn't like it was back in the vault. So. <laughs> yeah. That's at one time I was on their like whatever the buy the movies at a discounted plan thing was. And I would sit and wait for them to come out of the vault so that I could buy it because I wanted Beauty and the Beast as a grown adult. As a grown adult, I wanted Beauty and the Beast, but I had to wait for it to come out of the vault. <laughs> so I get it. I get the irritatingness of I don't know why they do it, but it's so irritating. It is. <laughs> so at what age did you like start writing or start thinking about writing? When When did the creativity uh, start like forever so like when I was little I used to write all these uh I remember making a book when I was still uh maybe like six or seven and it was like serial killers but it was actual <laughs> cereal okay another sealer, cereal did you like glue cereal to it no it was just like boxes of cereal okay uh, I still have it uh not that but I made like a comic book and uh then I just stopped for a long time till I was probably a teenager but yeah since I was little I've been like making up stories and where did a serial 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 killer book idea (laughs) come from that's so random I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I'm still the same everything is so random (laughs) Hey, I feel like that is how most books come to be. Someone will be, you know, they'll be listening to a song or watching a show or a movie or having a random conversation and be like, what if we turned this on its head and did this instead of that? How would that turn out? (laughs) So it's all there. All the ideas are random. (laughs) What would happen if we changed this part of it? Make the book. Yeah. (laughs) So you took a break until you were a teenager, and then what kind of stuff were you writing at that time? Uh, dark poetry. Okay. So uh, I would just fill books and books and books and books. I have, I don't exactly know where they all are. I have a storage unit. I suspect they're somewhere in there, but I mean, I'm not going to dig through it. Um, right. <laughs> I just pay for it to hold my crap. Um, I sent, I have three published in like a anthology of uh poetry okay um not under but um it was a canadian institute of poetry okay and so you applied or you sent in your thing and then if you won you got to be in the book and i did that three times so that's cool yeah and then i was really pumped and i was like i'm gonna write a book and i'm gonna do this and this is amazing you know, and uh, family was like, no, you're not. That is stupid. You're not doing any of that. That's you're never going to make it. You're not, you know, and I was like, that makes sense. OK, you do, you're right. And I just stopped writing. That is. I don't understand, like a lot of families are that way. A lot of families are that way. That is not unique to any particular no. person. There's a lot of families that are that way. Um. I don't understand the reasoning that goes behind, like, what does it hurt if I do this thing on the side that makes me happy? 
Is that hurting you? I don't get it. Um, I imagine most of the time it's probably jealousy. They wanted to do it and decided it wasn't for them or whatever. Um, But yeah, no. My daughter's like, I want to be a... Well, now she wants to be a narrator. I want to be a narrator like mommy. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't hurt me at all if you do that as long as like... You can sustain yourself on whatever you want to do. Go for it. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't hurt me to tell my kids, like, whatever you, you know, as long as you can, you know, you might need a side job or a full job or some sort of job to eat. But as long as you're good, like, we don't need to squash your dreams. Right. (laughs) So... (laughs) What? How old were you when you had the three poem, bleh, three poems published? Uh, about between fifteen and seventeen, because you had to be a teenager. So, okay. So, and then your first, eventually, you did get into novels because that's why we're talking today. Yeah. So, when did you start writing? And you may not have published your first full length, but when did you start writing your first full length? And did you ever finish it? And did you publish it? Uh, so my, uh, it's actually coming up. March twenty seventh will be okay. a year since I started writing my first book. Um, I had this idea that I just wanted to write a book, and then I was like, no, I didn't tell anyone, and I was like, no, no, like it's stupid. I can't do that because I read a crap ton. I read a abnormal amounts of books and so uh while I'm reading sometimes I'm like okay but I want to read this mm-hmm. and I can't find this so mm-hmm. like and then um I was last year I was in um therapy just kind of going through some childhood trauma and stuff like that and we were talking and it's just sort of like she I helped unlock something mm-hmm it just unlocked, I don't know, the creative part of it. That's not even true because I've always been creative, but um, she unlocked, helped me unlock something. And so... Uh, the creative part that your family squashed? It could be, but I have been creative. Like, uh, I used to make cakes. Um, That's fun. I used to have a, uh, like a, a store that made t-shirts, that sort okay. of thing. Um. But yeah, I was just like, I texted my best friend last year and I was like, I think I'm going to write a book. She was like, you should absolutely write a book. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do it. And she's like, I wish I could write a book. And I was like, you can. She was like, you do it. And I'm like, okay. And I just started writing. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing. I just started writing. And um, that's actually the first book that came out, Mask of Broken Things. I wrote it. April, May. I think it took three months. I thought it would take a lot longer, but that's um, pretty fast. Pretty fast. Three months. And I think the last person I talked to said seven years. I think is what she said. <laughs> so I did a lot of research. So I, of course, looked up Stephen King's knowledge, um, <laughs> and he said, "Just write. Don't look back. Just write. Don't mm-hmm. stop and look at it. Just keep writing. Mm-hmm. Because if you stop and look at it, you're gonna think." this is crap. I need to go back and fix it. And then I'm going to just get, you'll get stuck in this loop. And I was like, okay, all right, I got this. And I just started going and yeah. So it took you three months. You typed the end or however you signed off your book. And then what did you do next? 
uh, I researched a lot. I spent a lot of time researching because I was like, what do I, well, I wrote the thing. Like, that's fine. Right. That's enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I can say I wrote a book. That's pretty cool. Um, and uh, my friend, my best friend again, she was like, maybe you should get it published. And I was like, no, that's crazy. <laughs> She's like, but then you'll be an author. And I was like, no. Um, and so I looked into like what it takes to get traditionally published. And mm-hmm. that sounded horrifying. terrifying. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that I could do with deal with all the rejection. Same. Um, and also I just felt like I looked at a lot of pros and cons. So mm-hmm. like, between trad and indie and uh one of them is like how you are on their timeline and i Uh felt like it would um stall me like i wouldn't i hear a deadline and i'm like and we do nothing remember that call we had to make yeah we're making that remember we we need to deep clean this house yeah we need you know because no deadlines for me are just i mean i work good under pressure but i don't know i just felt like it wasn't and I don't necessarily write um, mainstream. Like when I wrote Mask of Broken Things, so uh, I wrote it because I hadn't seen something like it, so I wanted to write it. So I did. Mm-hmm. And when I was writing it and when I was reading it back, I was like, I wish somebody else wrote this because I want to read it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I want to read it without knowing what's, Coming. coming yeah um and so I did a lot of research and then I just decided that I would start I, that I got a KDP account I I paid an editor um they <laughs> if I didn't know that you were supposed to like get an editor via like maybe word of mouth or like that sort of thing mm-hmm. so mine didn't really do anything that take a lot of money um, and I think that's like I mean you don't have to I think that's just the recommended because then you, you they've been vetted yeah so live and learn there's a lot of live and learn here um and then I thought that uh and then I made my cover um I recently changed my cover actually because it just didn't suit the book but um yeah it just kind of all this is what I'm doing now, and this is so what you, I'll do. Well, you said you had the T-shirt shop, so you made your own cover? Yeah. Okay, which I'm sure <laughs> the T-shirt shop helped you in that because you're used to making stuff look pretty. Because I was like, they look – I would not have guessed that you made your own cover. They looked good. So yeah. you had two books on your website, right? Yeah. Okay. So you hired an editor that did not as much as they should have, and then – had your cover you did your cover and then what did you do do you just publish it after that and um I wanted to do it near my birthday so uh I waited until uh my birthday is July 15th so I think it was published July 13th so it was pretty close um that's pretty fast so March 27th you started writing it and July 15th you published it yep it's pretty good turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I could, like, so uh, I got a lot of, I didn't know how to format properly at first. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I 
I read everything. I watched so many tutorials and I just, it just, so on my end, it looked perfect. Mm-hmm. When I loaded it into the preview on KDP, it was not. And it was just like, I, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. Um, and so it has been reformatted since then. Um, I, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. If I could go back, I probably would have delayed it a couple months just to get everything super perfect. Mm-hmm. But for me, I thought that it was the best that it could get. Because right. I watched, like, I just stopped sleeping for weeks to watch tutorials on how to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't working. It was like, I guess this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so it wasn't working. How did you get it to work did you just publish it as is or did you yeah <laughs> eventually figure it out <laughs> um yeah and then I went back uh I have re-edited it a couple times uh the thing is is so I'm Canadian and I spell everything Canadian my books are in Canadian or, or in Canada um so all of them are based in Canada I write too much like a Canadian to ever write anywhere else mm-hmm. um Yes, I say A. <laughs> um, and that part, a lot of, I got a lot of messages and just like, you spell all these words wrong. And I was like, what words? And they were like, color, favorite, neighbor, because we spell it with an extra U. You use the British spelling of it. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like, those aren't, those, it's not, it's not a typo. Like, yeah, it's. It's just how I spell because I'm Canadian. The book mm-hmm. is in Canada. Yeah. So uh, my best friend, she would like to go through it and fix it up a little. But I mean, it's good as is right now, I think. So you published it. And then how did you like, this is last year all this happened, right? So like what did you do after that because I know now you're on TikTok and you're in a couple of discords that I'm in so like how did you kind of talk about that first book when you published it like that's another thing that I wish <laughs> I would have waited as well because I could have built up more but again I I don't regret anything it was what it is like I was so happy and I was just like so my only goal in the world was just to see my book in my hands mm-hmm and of course, now that's moved and moved and moved. And moved. Right. Um, but that was initially my only goal. And mm-hmm. uh, I hit that goal. Um, I, I, I'm in um, an indie author support group. I've been in it for since I published um, on Instagram. Um, I was kind of, I think last May, I got into book talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I've been on TikTok for like three years, I started my TikTok as kind of like a, a mental health account. Okay. And then uh, so I I continue to do that because I'm not I didn't want to make seven different TikTok. Like right. I didn't want to <laughs> make too many accounts. Uh, it's hard enough to post just on every platform of my own, let alone. Right. So uh, I. I watched other people drop like um, little parts of their book. Mm-hmm. Like so the I, quotes and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I did parts of that leading up. And I mean, sure. Now 
I probably would be better, but then I wouldn't have all that experience either. I feel like it's also really hard, like for me, of course, like my book that I'm currently working on, I'm like a chapter in. So I'm like, I don't want to post quotes from like chapter one. That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's really hard to sell when you don't have a product yet. Like. Now, once you're closer and it's like in the edits and the cover stage and all of that, like your book's almost there, a little bit easier to do that. But I'm like, at this stage, I'm just like, I'm writing a book. That's like all my author page is about. I'm writing a book. (laughs) (laughs) Technically two, but one is on the back burner because the other one took over my brain. (laughs) I, uh, the first, so massive broken things, like it just keeps getting like, it got a new blurb last December, um, which they are the worst. And I, as a reader, never read them. I never read anything. I pick Same. up a book, I read it. I, I look at the cover. Born. I look at the cover. I read the title. I'm like, that sounds cool. And then, <laughs> like, like, as long as I check the genre, I'm in. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm usually um, searching by genre, like on Kindle and stuff. Yeah. I'm like in whatever I want at the time. So, so she just keeps getting a few makeovers here and there. I feel like everybody's first books go through. Well, and it may be that, you know, you have to update the covers because you published it 10 years ago and now the cover styles are all different. Or, um, I mean, like 20 years ago when there wasn't the giant influx of indie authors and like you could publish anything and people would read it. Those people are having to fix their books. Um, so I don't feel like that's unreasonable. Um so you said the first editor didn't really do a whole lot. Did you end up taking it through another one or? Well, I couldn't afford another one. I do have a, okay. uh, I have a beta reader who is uh, incredible. Um, they read everything I write. Um, and then I listened to it <laughs> um, through Microsoft Word. Okay. The, the Richard, he's a monotone. He is awful um <laughs> it is so boring um it so is, so you don't want a monotone narrator someday you know, <laughs> it was like I found myself even falling asleep I'm like no like I am in love with this story this story is good how are you making this boring um but hearing it out loud I was able to pick up a whole bunch of things that like mm-hmm. didn't quite you know um, I read the entire thing out loud to myself, which again found me a whole bunch of things. And I was right. like, okay. I mean, it's good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I've my... seen, I've, that's the biggest thing with like indie authors. So if you have uh, some typos or some grammar, people generally jump all over you. But I've seen it in traditional all the time. Same. Nobody Same. bats an eye. Yeah, no. We can Um, only be humans because that's what we are. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and I mean, some people don't ever hire editors. Um, Like I just got a pro writing aid, which basically just told me that my sentences were too long and I needed to cut them up. But um, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay an editor of course my brother-in-law also went to school for editing so I'm probably just gonna ask kindly for him to do it for me yeah (laughs) or trade trade an author that I royalty share narrated for to edit my book (laughs) 
another reason to make connections. <laughs> but there's a lot of authors that I've talked to that just use like their alpha and beta readers to do the majority of their editing. Um, yes. As long as you've got, you know, beta readers that do a really good job and I'm a big fan of constructive criticism. I don't just want you to be like, this is so amazing and never tell me anything's wrong with it. Like something is wrong with it somewhere. I promise. <laughs> My beta reader is savage. Uh, <laughs> like they're very <laughs> kind about it. But yeah, it's it's never like just you've done a good job. It is. Um, you have messed up seriously here. <laughs> and I love it. It's It's great. <laughs> So you got the first one out. You've made a couple of tweaks to the first one. You've now started talking about it on TikTok some. Um, so how long did it take you for the second book? Um, so after I wrote the first book, uh, I tried to write. So in the first book, there's a side character who deserves his own story because he's he's a gem he's just so awesome and that was my pure intent was to like I started it and I couldn't write it and I was like oh maybe I'm a one-hit wonder (laughs) um (laughs) and uh it's because I had I had these characters start talking in my head and I was like this doesn't seem normal um (laughs) because it didn't happen with the last one so I was like I assure you Every single author I've talked to has said the same so, thing. Like, so it okay. is normal. <laughs> um, and I tried to ignore it and I kept trying to write this other book and I was like, like I was getting woken up in the middle of dead sleep, woken up, um, just constant, constant, constant. And I was like, okay, all right, you'll win. I will write um, the book. <laughs> I started writing it uh, in May, probably two weeks after I wrote the first one. Okay. Um, and then I wrote it. Uh, I think I finished it in August, but it was no, I finished it in July, but it was too much. So I had to, and I wasn't happy with the ending, and so the story was just too much. Like it was too much for one book. Plus, it would be like you know four hundred, five hundred pages, which isn't terrible, but it's not. Um, I find in dark romance, you generally have shorter, shorter books. Not short, um, short, but sh- like I know the, what are the ones on my shelf I haven't read yet? The Demon King, is the Demon King? The something, it's a, I think it's four books right now. I don't remember what the name of the series is. The Never is, King? That one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those ones are pretty small books. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, the rest of the dark romance I've read have been on Kindle. I have no idea the size of those. I just read them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I was and there's just it's a lot for one story and I was like I didn't know I didn't I was like I have to cut it in hand so I had to find you know the right place to cut it because I could have cut it a very cliche cut Eric Cliffhanger I was like no I don't like that so I cut it where I thought it made the most sense and then I rewrote the second book completely Um, okay so that's not something I'd like to do again um <laughs> yeah that does not sound fun at all <laughs> I didn't write it just once I wrote it twice um definitely not at again. least it was only half of the book uh so I, the first one uh branches of betrayal it went to my beta 
And then um, I got it back. I formatted it. I learned how to format. So I went back and formatted the first one. Um, <laughs> and then um, it went to my my editor now. Um, she is very old school. She likes the paperback. So I order a proof. I send it to her. And she takes about three months. And then she brings it, drops it off. And we move on to the next one. Okay. So, so we how did the you... System. How did you learn to format in there? What finally got it for you? Um, I got, I don't know. I got really frustrated. And uh, I guess like you add, so I do everything in Microsoft Word, which again is not, I hear of all these people doing all these fancy things, but I just can't, it's not in the budget. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe one day. (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at, what is it? Vellum for Mac. And I was like, I might eventually save up for it, but I'm like, I'm on chapter one. I don't need to pay for that right now. <laughs> like that's in like six months problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't remember exactly what the PC one is, but. Um, Atticus? I think so, yeah. But I've heard that that one, because that one just came out of like beta testing or something. So like that one had a lot of issues, at least in the last so, two months ago. Uh, You kind of had. I don't even think I do it right, if I'm being honest. At least it looks right. That's fine. That's all that really matters. As long as it looks right, who cares? It looks right. I don't think it is right. But I had a lot of uh, page breaks and page. So it was a word problem. So when it it looked fine on my end, but then when it went, it it was, you know, showing the spaces and stuff. And formatting is my worst enemy. I hate it so much. I think every single author I've ever talked to also hates formatting or they pay someone to do it for them because they hate it. (laughs) That is my next big goal is to be able to pay for somebody to format my book. Because I've had a couple that said they hired someone on Fiverr to do the formatting. I have no idea what that would cost because Fiverr, my mom says back in the day, Fiverr used to be everything was $5, but that is definitely not the <laughs> no. case now. <laughs> so I don't know if that was the case when it started. I never used it when it started. So The one thing that it's like, it's not something you do often. So mm-hmm. I only have to be like three times a year. Um. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have authors that I narrate for that are popping out like, a book a month so I'm like that's the person I'm gonna go to or ones that have been doing it for like 20 years like yeah those are the ones that you go to and you're like could you please tell me how you do it yes. <laughs> because <laughs> I just need like just give me like quite honestly a checklist or a numbered list of do this first do this second do this third like just and that applies for everything <laughs> I'm like just give me a list of what I need to do. I'm like, for social media, that would be great. Tell me, like, do all these things. Like, Monday, do this. Tuesday, do this. Wednesday, like, and I'd be great. Instead, I'm like, why am I only getting two views on my videos? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> unlike you, I do have a lot of different accounts for different things because I have different podcasts and I narrate under two different names and then I have an author account and it's... I don't recommend it. <laughs> unless... <laughs> Unless you have a bunch of things that need their own thing. (laughs) So, yeah, no. So you have two books out now. When does book number three come out, which would be part two? Uh, April 28th. Okay, so that should be out by the time this actually airs. Yeah. And so it's like it picks up and finishes the story from the one that just came out. Yes. Okay. Um, I haven't, I have the, like, my, it's been edited. I just haven't fixed anything. 
just kind of um I wrote so then the the one that's coming out in August I finished writing it so I'm editing it to get it to the editor um I feel like it's a constant leapfrog like I'm done with this now we need to go over here and do this now we need to go back over here and like it's a constant like back and forth if you're working on multiple books at once and you're not a beginning to end begin again (laughs) type person so yeah I like once I finish it I send it to her and then if I'm I just can't work on two things at once I get Mm -hmm. the world are two different and you know um branches is more of a dark dark romance and um in the second one they're healing etc but um my other books are more crime and I don't need any sort of overlap right well as I said at the beginning like I put one I have two current in progress ones one's about 30,000 words in the other one I'm like 2,000 words in um but I put the one on the back burner it's like fantasy sci-fi dystopian kind of and then the one that i'm currently working on is more fantasy romance thing two different one is fairy tale retelling one is i made everything up so (laughs) (laughs) but i put the one on pause because i'm like that one my brain just i would sit there and stare at the screen and i'm just like there are no words coming for this book my brain is like over in fairy tale land so finally i'm like I had an idea for that book, the fa- the fairy tale one last Christmas. And so like that one has been taking over my brain. So I was trying to force the sci-fi one and it it just did it just not doesn't work. work. Yeah. So I'm like, we're just going to put pause on that. We'll work on this other one. Maybe I talked to April Berry a few weeks ago and she talked about how she tried to write fantasy at first and she could never finish a book. And then she wrote romance and like now she's written, I don't even know how many books. There's Um, a lot and I've read almost all of them. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like that may have been it. Like I'm just not a sci-fi, which I don't even read sci-fi books normally. So why (laughs) I thought let's write that first, I don't know. Um and I may come back to it eventually, but like this other one is just like, I have seriously the sci-fi one as I was writing it, it was like all dialogue, barely any inner dialogue, just all like them talking with no, nothing in between, just talk, 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 talk. And then, <laughs> and then spice. <laughs> you're, read, you're writing a screenplay. Basically. And then this other one, I'm like, I'm 1200 words in and there has not been a lick of dialogue yet. So, <laughs> I'm like... Except, you know, I had 40 word plus sentences in there. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) So you are in the final stuff for book three. Um, I didn't actually check. Do you have any audiobooks? Are you considering audiobooks at some point? At some point. I just don't have the income sort of thing. That is the one thing I've heard it's um, that and then it's just there's I so I started writing almost a year ago uh-huh. and I've written six books so I kind of have so much right now that I'm uh-huh. like I don't know <laughs> I don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah the um because you were talking about like it feels like you want someone else to have written the book or whatever. I narrated a book and that was the one thing the narrator said when I was listening. She she said, when I was listening to your narration, I felt like it wasn't my book anymore. It was someone else's yeah. book because it, you know, fresh take on it, 
not the dry, monotone read of Microsoft Word. (laughs) So (laughs) that might help you, but, um, you know, there's there's always options. The um, I had talked about I came across a um, video earlier where the lady was talking about do not use ACX, which is what most indie authors do use. But then she went to talk about um, she went through some other website where the narrator didn't research the words ahead of time, just mispronounced normal words that you could have looked up how to pronounce, um, which should not have happened. And then they also didn't, like, make sure it was retail ready. So it'd be like your book not being formatted, but in the audio version. So, like, you know, there's clicks and pops and weird buzzing in there. Like, they they just recorded it and sent it, and that was it. I'm like, I'm like, these are things that had you used ACX, we're not allowed to screw it up like that. So <laughs> her quality is going to come back and be like, yeah, what were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, yeah, and she said, well, it was just so expensive. I'm like, well, now you've had to pay for a narrator and someone to edit the audio. I'm like, how did that get cheaper? <laughs> like, yeah. Then <laughs> there's also like royalty share and stuff like that, um, which a lot of I don't know that I really see dark romance up for auditions on there. I see right now there's a lot of like 20-year-old, terribly written smut. There's a lot of that up there right now with like well, 90s covers with like the when, big blocks of <laughs> color on it. When I initially started writing Branches, I tried Branches of Betrayal. I tried. I wanted to be. I didn't think that the mask was spicy. Um, people corrected me and said, whoa, this is pretty spicy. And I was like, oh, <laughs> not bad. Because, <laughs> um, like, it's so subjective, though. Like, what mm-hmm. is spice to someone is a walk in the park on Sunday for somebody else. Like, right. Um. So, for me, I was like, sorry. So, then, like, I updated everything. And, um. I call them, I know it's not an actual genre according to Amazon, but I call them <laughs> romantic thrillers because they are both romantic and thrillers. Wouldn't that be romantic suspense, which is a category? Yeah, but one of them isn't as... Yeah, I suppose so. They are in there. But... Yeah, the series... Um, I have done many a series where literally every book in the series would be classified in a different genre. So, like, don't be it's afraid so to do that. I've also seen some where they only have it in one genre, and I'm like, you realize you can have it in, like, multiple ones, and then more people see it, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> can't you do, like, up to 10? Uh, I think you have to email for the yeah, extra you have ones. Email. Yeah, Um, with uh, So, with Branches, I decided I was like, I'm going to set out to write a spicy book so that my second one is spicier, you know, darker, and people aren't like, whoa, where did you suddenly come from writing you know, just what I thought was not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, but once I got started writing, uh, the plot got away on me. And it's, uh, some people think it's super, super spicy. Uh, some people are like, this is pretty light. And, you know, it's subjective. But the plot really took me. And I'm like, I guess, I guess that's just who I am. <laughs> I can't just write smut. <laughs> I, um... Did not, this is going to sound so stupid, I did not realize that, like, people had varying tolerance levels for Spice. I was writing my sci-fi book, and I had my best friend, Alpha, reading it, 
and I had written like a spicy scene and she was like, whoa. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, that's really, really tame. And then I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) She reads mostly YA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. So I send her um, my fantasy book, the romance one to read. And I'm like, um, my husband's like, you realize she's going to have to like tap out, right? Like she's not going to be able to handle it. And I'm like, oh, no. So I post like a video on TikTok and I'm like, (laughs) I need your like one to five star like recommendations and like what do you qualify like what is a one to you what is a five to you like so we know what the scale we're measuring on for these I saw your post but I was like I don't know when I started dark romance I started with HD Carlton I mean I didn't really start (laughs) off light (laughs) see and I started off with like at like I don't know probably 12 or 13 with like Nicholas Sparks so like (laughs) And now I've had, let's see, I read, what is her name? Sierra Simone. Um, That's probably the spiciest that I've read so far. I don't think it's the spiciest that I own. I have quite a lot that I haven't actually read right now that's sitting on shelves. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, there's there's a wide range. (laughs) Wide, wide, wide range. (laughs) I've sold, uh, so I do sell like signed paperbacks and um, I had some friends and extended family um so with the first one they bought the signed copy and so one of two of my people who buy oh whatever I write they buy mm-hmm. one is close to 80 okay and one is 78 and so the first one they were like this is really good I mean like pretty, you know spicy but like those scenes and I was like oh. um and then so for the second one for branches uh i knew it was significantly more um and uh my son's aunt wanted one or great aunt wanted one and i was like okay (laughs) um and she's like in her late 70s and i'm like yeah that's fine um and then my other one is he is 78 or 79 and I was like uh no you can't you can't buy my book no and uh he went to his wife and he was like when is Tanya's book coming out and blah 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 blah. she was like no (laughs) and uh then he'd go to my oldest son who excuse me he my oldest son is 16 and he um reads not the spicy part so I cut those parts out and he reads everything else just okay. so that he's really good at picking up like inconsistencies or like hey he uses the wrong name over here mm-hmm. um so just another set of eyes and he is very mean about it so it's good um <laughs> and then you can uh, punish him later so it's okay <laughs> nothing which is awesome um but he would go to him and be like when is your book com- when is your mother's book coming out and he was like no um and we went about this for quite some time and I was just like fine like thank you for supporting me don't read it (laughs) um and he 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 read it in less than 24 hours and because it is quite a mystery um an intense mystery toward like throughout the book and that's you know his kind of thing and he was like those scenes and I was like uh yeah I saw it in the movie. Um, <laughs> 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 um, and so 
but he you know liked loved the plot and he was like when is the next one and i was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I do not have any any idea that my husband will ever read my stuff. (laughs) Not that he would. He makes fun of me for it now. I um, I narrate from like sweet fiction, YA fantasy all the way up to erotica. So like I do not narrate under my legal name. The only people that I know in real life that know what name I narrate under is like my mom and my sister and then my best friend. Also my sister-in-law. But she was given a disclaimer of, if you tell your mom, I will kill you. So, <laughs> like, like, do not. And, like, my mother-in-law stayed with us a couple months ago for, like, a week and a half. And I'm, I was quite literally narrating the worst erotica that I had done up to that point while she's here. And I'm just like, please don't ever walk into the room you're staying in, which is just outside the closet I narrate in. Because, like, last thing I need is, like, you to walk in and I'm, like, in the middle of some spicy scene and I don't hear you. (laughs) So there's a reason I don't post my reels cross-posted onto, like, Instagram and Facebook because, like, most of the people that I know in real life aren't on TikTok yeah. Where they are on other platforms. So I'm like, I post about um, the podcasts where I don't ever post a video of me. It's always just like the audio clips from the podcast or the quotes from it. So I'm like, could they recognize my voice? Yeah, but most likely they won't. Um, but yeah, it's so, <laughs> so funny. I imagine that being the case. I mean, they all know that I narrate and they all know that I well, think they know that I'm writing. Who knows? But I will never tell them what name I use. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, yeah, I'm, um, I'm from the South. I'm in Texas. And like most of my family goes to church and are very, like my grandfather's a pastor. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, you can know some things, um, but also my uncle's in a screamo band. So like he's the black <laughs> sheep of the family. And so like he does like all this, like he, you know, a bunch of drugs and like being in the party scene and like all that, like he's the black sheep because everybody else was perfect. Yeah. Till they all started getting divorced. But you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different world <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> And I just keep my mouth shut in family situations because I'm like, you don't want to know that I disagree with you because then you're going to try to tell me why I'm wrong. So <laughs> I, uh, I'm i definitely the black sheep. I don't really have any family, so it works out. <laughs> Tanya liked Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, sometimes abbreviated to TMNT, is an American media franchise created by the comic book artists Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. It follows Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael, four anthropomorphic turtle brothers trained in jiu-jitsu, who fight evil in New York City. Supporting characters include the turtles' rat sensei, Splinter, their human friends, April O'Neil and Casey Jones and enemies such as Baxter Stockman, Krang, and their archenemy, The Shredder. The franchise began as a comic book, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which Eastman and Laird conceived as a parody of elements popular in superhero comics at the time. The first issue was published in 1984 by Eastman and Laird's company, Mirage Studios, and was a surprise success. Today we'll be reading The Hare and the Tortoise from Aesop's Fables, 
Don't forget, we're reading Les Mortes d'Arthur, the story of King Arthur and of his noble knights of the Round Table on our Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes. The Hare and the Tortoise A hare was one day making fun of a tortoise for being so slow upon his feet. Wait a bit, said the tortoise. I'll run a race with you, and I'll wager that I win. Oh, well, replied the hare, who was much amused at the idea. Let's try and see. And it was soon agreed that the fox should set a course for them and be the judge. When the time came, both started off together. But the hare was soon so far ahead that he thought he might as well have a rest. So down he lay and fell fast asleep. Meanwhile, the tortoise kept plodding on and in time reached the goal. At last, the hare woke up with a start and dashed on at his fastest. But only to find that the tortoise had already won the race. Slow and steady wins the race. Thank you for joining Freya's Fairy Tales. Be sure to come back next week for the conclusion of Tanya's journey to holding her own fairy tale in her hands and to hear another of her favorite fairy tales.